Welcome back to BTW Balance Feeder Workshop here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where today we will be beginning a new series, the Shalashuddhas series, and this will be part one of that series. And we're going to focus on two pieces, two introductory pieces of Shalashuddhas, namely Askinu Seudasa and Bnei Heichala, which are Kabbalistic in their composition, Aramaic in their texts, which makes them already obscure for just those two reasons. And indeed, they are not necessarily easy pieces, but I do think it's worth our, um, our attempt to understand, especially since whether or not you are, a, you are a Kabbalist or a Kabbalist or a Chassid, there's a widespread minhag for, for all sorts of Jews to say these pieces as Shal Shiddis, and really these pieces among many others, which I want to eventually get to. But before we do, I want to do two things. One is to thank our sponsors, and two is to give a broader outline of what the role of a Baal or a Chazin might be during Shalashidis. So let's just first thank our sponsors who make this possible. So as I always mention, um, it is something that I enjoy doing here at the podcast, whether it's Baal Workshop or it's the other Shiram from Lister Minutes or or the different Parsha series that we have. It's, it's a pleasure to do, but it does, it does cost me not so much money, but definitely a lot of time. And again, it's, it's, it's a joy to do it, and I'm happy to do it, but it makes it all the more gishmak and makes it easier on all those fronts when I have sponsors like the anonymous sponsor who, who has sponsored Lili Nashmas Shmo Menachem Ben and Leah Bas Avram and Yehuda Chizda Yakir Ben Rav Shlomo. So all of their Nashmas Shehav and Aliyah and anyone else who enjoys what we do here at the podcast. So please um, feel encouraged to be mishtatev, to be mitztarev, to partner up with what, we, with what we are doing here. And um, again, in, in any which way you want to contribute, there are different levels of sponsorships. And all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com to make a sponsorship with a dedication. And um, you can ask anyone who's sponsored in the past. I'm pretty flexible about what I ask for. But um, it's a matter of uh, making these shiur and, um, all the more possible, certainly all the more probable. Okay. So that, that takes care of that first point. The second point, once again, is what might be the role of a Baal Tzfilah? So the simple answer is really it depends, which is not really a simple answer, but it depends what exactly um, the, the shul, let's say, in question is, is uh, looking for. So there, and there are probably many forums where you could be having shalashudas. This can be at your Shabbos table, obviously, the third meal that we have a mitzvah to, to consume on Shabbos. Ichluhu um, hayom, we find that the word hayom comes up a few times in reference to the mun, and we have this concept of having um, shalashudas three, there, or suda hashlishit, or there are three meals that we have on Shabbos, and this is the meal where we are not necessarily eating because we are hungry. We are doing it because we want to connect. We are doing it because it's a mitzvah. And therefore, for many reasons, the ikr often of Shal Shaddis becomes the musical piece, the singing, the different texts, the songs, whatever they mean, whatever, um, you know, that's something that we're going to discuss. But one thing to be aware of is if you are one of those people, if you're, if you're the designated ruach, Guy, if you are the 
typically asked individual to be the shliach tzibor or a bal tefillah. So this is a good place to step up if you notice that no one else is stepping up. Now, it could be that you're at a shalashadis where they're not necessarily as inspired, and I would not recommend trying to force anything upon anyone. Um, that's definitely not the role of a bal tefillah, as we've spoken about plenty of times. But there are times where people want it, and they are, you know, and just no one knows necessarily how to start it up, right? They need, they, they need someone to push them. At that point, they need a leader, and that's assuming that they want a leader. There are, there are some shalashadises where people just rather schmooze, and, you know, in a certain sense, you know, that, that, that's really fine. Though shalashadis, Alpi Kabbalah, has, has the potential to be something much more special, something much more holy. So, for that reason, it, uh, it, it's, it's a good thing to try to grab for more. So you might be thinking of that kind of a forum, whether it's at the Shabbos table, or let's say, as I alluded to earlier, let's say it's in a shul, and many shuls do shalashudas, and they, they, you know, they, they do that where it's more of a communal sort of event, whether it's an all-men shalashudas, whether it's a shalashudas that has... Um, um, that, that has all members of the community, whatever it may be. Maybe it's one of those um, Shabbaton kind of forums where, let's say, let's say it's either, an, or, 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 a, or a Simcha, right? There's a Bar Mitzvah, there's an Afroth, there's a Sheva Brachos. Or maybe it's a Shabbaton, a school Shabbaton, and a, um, you know, a Kirov Shabbaton, um, a, a camp Shabbaton, whatever it may be. Maybe it's, it's Stam Camp. Whatever, whatever it is, but the point is, those are certainly places where there is going to be that yearning for for higher levels of inspiration. You know, the ebbing away of Shabbos is a, is, is a time where people want to connect, and one of the ways we do that is through music, because as the the Majitzer, um, said the, that music is the language of the soul. So we want to speak the language of the soul. So usually it takes a talented baltzfila to bring that out. And which is what we say frequently in Baltzfila Workshop, that that's really one of the goals as a Baltzfila. It's to uplift the community through the avenue of music. So that's, some, that's, that, that's one thing that might... Well, whether, um, so it could, it could be you weren't asked and it could be it's not wanted, but in many of these scenarios, it is wanted, and they just need someone to do it. Sometimes you'll actually be asked. If you're the guy that's typically asked to be a Valtzvila, very often you'll also be the guy that they ask, hey, why don't you start a Nigan? Why don't you start a Zemer? And um, this can be said for the Shabbos table as well when it's not Shalshus, for others Miros, which maybe we can, we can uh, designate a Valtzvila um, workshop to in the future. But um, for a particular reason, I wanted to focus on on Shalshudis. Um and well, we'll talk about why that is. It's gonna, it's, it's um, as as you can possibly guess, it has a connection to Parsha Hashavua, so we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But I will say that in the past, I have been pointed to and asked, "Hey, why don't you start as Emir? Why don't you start a Nigan and and, and lead the way?" So when it comes to Shalashudis, there are a number of songs that are that are frequently sung at Shalshidas and that are designated for that. Some of them are more formally used and some of them are just just are, are commonly used but are not necessarily exclusive to Shalashidas but are just often good uh, hits to use for Shalashidas. They're just good they, they just connect well. So we're hopefully um, depending on how well 
we did with this series. So we'll 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 see a little bit more of the the options that can go into a a nice ruachdika hartziga shalashodis. And you know, it could be this will be a two part series. Um, we'll see. Um, but starting now, we're going to focus on just the, the, the two pieces of Askinu Sudasa and B'nai Heichala. And one of the main reasons I want to focus on this is that we have this reference in Askinu Sudasa, which, by the way, even though um, the, most people who say this, they say it at Shalashudas, but if you look in some of the benchers, Askinu Sudasa is also said at the other Shabbos meals, but it's most commonly sung at uh, Shalashudas. But the words Askinu Sudasa, it means that we are preparing Askinu like Tikkun. We're preparing Sudasa, a meal, which makes it uh, very appropriate for, um, for, for any of the meals. <laughs> but what we're going to focus on mainly is the, the connection to the Parsha, which um, is where we find a reference, the, um, the, way we, the way we describe Hashem, the Atika Kadisha, He's the Ancient Holy One. We some for some reason we reference this chakal tapuchin, chakal tapuchin. What's a what's a chakal tapuchin? Well, chakal is the Aramaic word for a sada for a field. Tapuchin is the Aramaic word for um, for tapuchim, which just means apples. Which sounds like it's a it's a field of apples. Um, um, or so we say the chakal tapuchin kadishin, the garden of or so the field of holy apples or. Or the holy apple orchard. So, what what exactly is a holy apple orchard? So, that is if if if, if you're not sure yet, think about this week's parsha. Parsha's told us at least at the moment of this recording. Think about that. Think about where maybe we have a reference to an apple orchard. And I'll get back to you as we go through the piece a little bit. So, as I mentioned, this piece is in as it's in Aramaic, and it is based on. Um, it's uh, it's this one is based on the Zohar, and it's used to introduce um, sacred songs composed by the Arizal, which um, who was a Rabbi Yitzchak Luria, for each of the Shabbos meals, and this so so as I mentioned that this is frequently sung to for for um, it's, some people sing it for all the meals, but it, it's uh, commonly associated with Shal Shidus, where maybe you could argue, um, as I mentioned earlier. You're not so hungry now, so now we have to justify um, our setting of the table at this point. So, um, the Art Scroll provides a commentary that's based on the Menchas Yaakov, and we're going to be dipping from that from that commentary. But what um, what, what 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 we'll do is we usually do in Balti the workshop, and we're going to talk about what the piece means, and then we'll talk about. The tune that's connected to it, and again, as I mentioned, there are other pieces to the puzzle of Shal Shiddus and the songs that are frequently sung for it. And Bezras Hashem, given the time, we will come back to all of them in future workshops. This is, um, you know, you can think of this as the pilot episode of the Shal Shiddus series, and we're just getting our feet wet now. So we're just focusing on these two parts, and Bezras Hashem, in the future, we'll come back to the other. The other pieces of Shalashidus and different tune options for that as well. And um, again, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll find some connections in the parsha as we do those. But let's focus on Askinu Sudasa. So Askinu Sudasa, again, we say we prepare the feast, Dehe Menusa, which is a, a feast of faith, Shleimasa. So a perfect faith. Menusa Shleimasa. Now, um, I don't know if we would think of that as Emuna Pshuta. Hemenusa is just the Aramaic word for Amuna. Shleimasa is just the Aramaic word for 
for shlema or, or for, for shalem, something that's, that's wholesome. The joy of the holy king. Okay, so apparently um, the, 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 the feast of perfect faith is the joy of the king. Okay, so apparently Hashem enjoys our eating of this meal. Fine. Then we say it again. We're preparing the meal, the feast of the king. And we say this is the feast of the Zair on pin, which literally means... Um, Ze'er means little, and Anpin means presence. So what's this miniature presence? So here the art scroll explains that the miniature presence is the reference to how we are only able to experience Hashem in a limited way. There's a Ze'er Anpin. It's not, it's not the unbridled Shechina. We don't have the fullest experience of the Shechina because we can't handle it in this world. We, so our lenses are blurred. But we have the Ze'er Anpin. That's, that's the, the Hashem's influence on this world it, with the Hester Panim, is referred to as the Zer Anpin. Fine. Then we say, V'atika Kadisha, and the ancient holy one, V'chakal Tapuchen, and uh, Kadishin, and the field or the orchard of sacred apples, Asyan Lasada Bahade. They come to feast with it. Okay, so we're saying that apparently the holy ancient, the ancient holy one, which is referenced to Hashem, and the field of the sacred apples, they come to feast with it. So what exactly are we saying here? This is a uh, very vague and very obscure, but it sounds like we, we said that there's a miniature presence of Hashem, and that Hashem. Uh, so, the, so we um, again we say this is the meal of the miniature presence of Hashem, and the ancient one Hashem he comes as uh, he comes along and along with Hashem is this field of sacred apples, and they they all come to feast with it. So. What, oh, again, what exactly does this mean? So it sounds like uh, we're introducing a meal, which um, is reasonable enough, uh, reasonable enough of a conclusion based on what we just read. And we're saying that Hashem is actually coming along to join us. And along with Hashem is a field of apples, this chakal tapuchen. So this expression, if, if you're not a Kabbalist, um, and, and, and I'm not a Kabbalist, so um, the, the only exposure that I would have is some of the really limited research that I did before this uh, workshop. And that is that, uh, that I found that apparently Chakal Tapuchin is a frequently um, occurring phrase in Kabbalah or in the Zohar, we find it. And it's apparently, according to Art Scroll, this is a reference to the Shechina. Meaning, the Atika Kadisha is one way to describe Hashem, and along with that comes the Shechina, and apparently the form, the description of a field of apples. The Shechina is represented by a field or an orchard of apples. What it sounds like that means is that Shalashud is a sort of like a bridge kind of experience. A bridge kind of experience where it's a portal, a nexus that connects our world, which is represented by the Ze'er on Pin, the miniature presence of Hashem, and the Chakal Tapuchin, the, the Atika Kadisha, Hashem Bichvode Uva'atzmo, Hashem with the, the manifestation of His Shechina. Apparently, there is a semblance of even that, I don't know if we call semblance, maybe, maybe we say it's the actual thing, even though we might not be able to see it, but it's where the Ze'er on Pin meets the Chakal Tapuchen. Now, 
it could be that they're, they're, um, I'm invoking too much Kabbalistic, you know, um, um, Kabbalistic phraseology to really know what I'm saying. But what it sounds like is that that's the kind of potential that exists in Shal Shudas, where it's the physical world meeting the spiritual world in the most intimate way. It's where the two worlds kiss, perhaps. And that, 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 that's something already by itself that sounds special. Now, what exactly is this Chakal Tapuchin? This field of, of, of sacred apples? So, as I already mentioned, based on Art Scroll over here, it's some, somehow a reference to um, the Shechina, but why exactly is that the description for the Shechina, and have we seen this before? And that's where we get to this week's Parsha, Parsha's Toldos. And in this particular um, discussion... So, we look to a Rashi, which you might be familiar with. The Rashi is on a Pasuk that, um, if you're Zoha, and if we are Zoha, we'll get to talk about this Pasuk more in Parsha Pardes later this week. Um, but um, it's a Pasuk that we're going to look at. It's when Yaakov Avinu comes in to, uh, to intercept the Brachos, uh, the Brachos that were originally designated for Esav, so Yaakov comes to intercept those brachos from their father Yitzchak. And the Pasuk says, Vayigash Vayishak Lo, that Yitzchak, so that Yaakov comes closer and Yaakov kisses him, and Yitzchak kisses Yaakov. Vayorach Ezreach Begadav, he smells the, the fragrance of his clothes. Vayvarecheu, and he blesses him, saying, What, Vayomer? Re'ei Reach B'ni Kareach Sada Asher Be'erachho Hashem. I see that the, the fragrance of my son is like the fragrance of a field that's blessed by Hashem. And right there, Rashi tells us, based on the Gemara, Shnasam Tov, Tapuchin. So he uses the Hebrew, not the Aramaic. He doesn't say Chakal Tapuchin, he says Sadat Tapuchim, Kain Darshir Nazal. And he's quoting from the Gemara in Tainus on Chavtasamid Beis. And you take it back a step earlier, the previous Rashi on the word Vayorach. Um, that he smells, Vayarach, Vahalo in Reach Ra Yoser Mishatef Izim, Elamalamichek Nichnasaimo Reach Ganeden. So Rashi, based on the Tanchuma, it sounds like Rashi at least is conflating these two sources that the smell of Gan Eden, which came, is what came in with Yaakov Avinu, this is what Yitzhak smelled. And again, we'll come back to this later in the week in Parsha Paradise, Bezra Hashem. And apparently, that is uh, the, the smell is the smell of apple orchard. This is one of the sources. Um, that's out there, that maybe, maybe the fruit of the Eitz Hadas would have been an apple. Now, there's no evidence necessarily that that fruit of Gan Eden was an apple, and we already have a Mimachlokas um, in the Gemara um, about three other different uh, foods that the Eitz Hadas fruit might have been, and among them we don't find apple. But for those who say that it's completely of Christian origin that the Eitz Hadas might have produced apples, so at least the fact that there's a fragrance of, of, of um, Gan Eden that's apparently um, referenced here in the form of an apple orchard, that would be the source, if any, to suggest that there were apples somewhere in Gan Eden. But apparently that's the description. Now, again, it's still not so clear why apples are the, the, the icon here, the reference of Gan Eden, but apparently the apples do somehow reflect this feeling of Gan Eden. And I, um, when I was doing 
just some cursory research, I saw that the, 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 a lot of these similar sources um, gave um, you know, the Hasidic and Kabbalistic explanations for dipping the apple in the honey on Rosh Hashanah are connected to um, the experience of Gan Eden somehow as well. So just so you understand, um, there's a much deeper significance to the apple and the apple orchard, but... but um, and needless to say, there's there's much more here, but apparently that's what this is describing. The field of apples, which is somehow a reference to the fragrance of Gan Eden and a manifestation of the Shekhinah, which is something very pleasant. And listen, uh, you know, apples happen to be very tasty and and they, they, they give up that. If you think of the most ideal and beautiful fruit, you know, the apple is what comes to mind. And apparently um, that very pristine fruit is somehow or at least the field of these fruits, the apple orchard is somehow the metaphor, and maybe more than that, of the, of the Shekhinah. So that is, that, that is what the, the Chakal Tapuchim, um, in the broadest terms, is referenced to. So now let's quickly go into um, the, the tune that's frequently used. You might have different tunes that you might use for it, but the tune that's frequently used goes like this. Askinu sudasa dimenusa, Shlemasa chedvasa dimalka kadisha, Askinu sudasa dimalka, Dahi sudasa diseranpin, Piatika kadisha, Vahakal tapuhin kadishin, Asion, Masada, Bade. And then there's Benehechala which there are also different tunes. But B'nai Heichala uh, appears to be some kind of a continuation. It's um, described here. It says B'nai Heichala is a reference to the, literally the people, the, the children of the Heichal, the members of the sanctuary. Art school says these are righteous scholars who long for the glimpse of the Shekhinah's splendor. So apparently that is a, a continuation because we're just talking about how we want to see the Shekhinah. This is the place where, again, the miniature presence, the Zeranpin, meets the Atika Kadisha and the Chakal Tapuchin that comes with him. Meaning Hashem comes, but he also has a Shekhinah with him. It's not just Hashem making a hidden appearance, but apparently there's a more revealed appearance in the form of this, uh, this orchard of sacred apples. So we say, B'nei Heichala Dichsifin, the ones who are yearning, L'mechazei Ziv de Zeranpin to see the splendor that's, that's hiding beneath the miniature presence. Yehon hacha b'haytaka, may there be at this table de malka begilufin, on which the king is inscribed, meaning apparently Hashem is somehow inscribed in the table. Tzivu lachada b'haivada, they, they, they desire very much to join the assemblage, but go irin v'chalgadfin, among the angels and all the winged um, beings, chadu hashta b'hayshata, be exultant now, which is a reference to being a joyous and 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 full of praise at this time. B'hayshata devarava in which there is favor and no anger. So apparently, we who are trying, or whoever it is that's trying to see the glory of Hashem and be among the angels, it's uh, it's at this time, which is a time of favor and no anger. What does it mean that there's no anger? It sounds like it's saying that this is an esratzon. An Esratzon where Hashem's anger does not dominate, um, but it's a time where there's divine favor, Devei Rava. It's a, it's, a, it's a place where there's, you know, we say Yehei Rava Kadamach, right? The other Aramaic time that we find that is in, uh, in Brich Shemei. So here we're saying a similar thing, that this is, a, this is an Esratzon. We know that Mincha time, is, and we're going to reference that Mincha time is also an Esratzon, the afternoon. And so apparently that's what we're saying here. So that's the introduction to the next part, which is um, it sounds like a plea to Hashem. Um, 
right? So we were, or, or no, actually no. It's, it sounds like it's a, it's an appeal to the Jews, the Bnei Israel who are sitting nearby. Krivuli chazucheli, approach me, see my strength. Deleisdin and diskifin, when there are no judgments that are strict, right? Continuing, continuing on that theme that there's favor now. And there's no anger. So at this time, when there when there's no um, dinin diskifin, right? Think of unsan uh, tokef, right? Takif. So dinin diskifin. Um, Art scroll here translates it as uh, strict judgments. So when we when we say unsan tokef, going back to yamim norayim, tokef refers to the strictness of the judgment. So it's a very mighty time, and this is where and this we're saying is the opposite of that. Delays dinin diskifin. So shal this would be like the opposite of like Rosh Hashanah. And Yom Kippur, in the sense that there's no strict ju- ju- judgment at this time. We continue. Levar natlin v'la'alin. So um, let them stay outside and not enter. Hanei kalben dachatzifin. Those brazen dogs. So who? Are, so the brazen dogs at this time they shouldn't come in. It kind of reminds you of the of the Yitzias Mitzrayim story, but the dogs, the that the the dogs who represent our enemies, they shouldn't they shouldn't be allowed to come in here. Right, so um, the article says this is a reference to the accusers and the persecutors of Israel. They're likened to dogs for, and because of their brazenness, their chutzpah. So they can't come in, but who can come in? Viha azmin atik yomen. But uh, who will I invite? The atik yomen, the ancient one of days, a reference to Hashem. Lemincha and mincha adeyehun chalfin. At the time when they will fade away, who's they? Sounds like the enemies, the brazen dogs. Ru'udile digale le. His will, his will, when he reveals it, to negate all of the klipen, the impure shells. Another Kabbalistic concept, a reference to all the things that are negative in this world, they're referred to as the klipa. And you could think of it also maybe as like the arla, the things that we try to get rid of in this world, the eight sahara and so on and so forth, the satan, the sitra achra, the dark side. So, um, so um, I guess they, the 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 kalben dachatzif and the brazen dogs are among them. Then we say Yeshave lon benokvehon vitamrim gochefen. May he place them in their holes and let them hide among the rocks. So again, um, it sounds like this is a reference to the enemies. Uh, unless uh, I could see it going either way, he's either protecting us or he's throwing them into the dirt. So I don't know if uh, I can't tell which one it's a reference to. But then we say. Because now at this time, this is the exaltation, this is the celebration, the joy that we experience with the miniature presence. So that's what we're saying here. So it's 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 a it's a tefillah that we want to get more of Hashem essentially, and it's an ace ratzon, and we want all the brazen dogs to leave, and yet um, we're going to invite Hashem at this mincha time, which is apparently an ace ratzon for tefillah. And this all connects really nicely when you think about the connection not just to Yitzchak smelling the apple orchard with Yaakov Avinu, but Yitzchak, um, you know, um, the, 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 there's a, a Hasidah Shrebi, the Spinker Rebbe, who was called, the, his name was the, his nickname was the Chakal Yitzchak, the field of Yitzchak. We know that Vayetze Yitzchak L'Suach Basadu, Yitzchak went out to the field. And now we're thinking of Yitzchak, we're thinking of Mincha time, so all of that might connect here. So just um, some more connections. Now, Let's uh, quickly go through a tune for B'nai Heichala, and then we will, um, we will stop it after that. So the, the, the tune that... that um, uh, I, I, I'm familiar with two tunes to B'nai Heichala. One is just the 
classical tune and one is a Karlbach tune that um, goes that, that can fit with it really nicely. So the first one goes like this. So after you finished on Askira Sudasa, so we said, And then we go into Mnechal. so that's one classical tune. And the other one is the Krabach Mimkomcha, but not like the grand slow Mimkomcha, like the really slow one, but the, the less slow one, which is also often sung to Vishamaru. So the the one that would go like this. And you go through the low part again, and then it goes back to the high part, and it's a very gishmak, beautiful tune that's always really, really nice. At least um, as uh, using it as a baltfila and davening, it's always very nice. Um, it's one of those tunes that even though it's, um, it's an oldie, and you could think of it as a default tune, but it's really a beautiful tune to use on many occasions. Um, and I don't think Shalshadis is a bad place for it at all. And it's just another option. But um, there you have it, the, the beginning of, or the part one of this Shalashadis series. And Bezras Shemels, we'll see where it takes us next time. In the meantime, I look forward to diving with you again in the future. Thank you for joining us here at the database.